Okay, welcome back to the Bob Squad Pod. This is episode 38, and we have a really, really bad habit of taking these really long breaks, but uh, Manny's here with me this week, and um, we're going to try and get back into somewhat of a normal routine, Um, but hear me out. I have a very legitimate reason why we haven't done any podcasts. It's because... Uh, unfortunately I had a death in the family, so that caused, uh, a lot of issues. Obviously that takes up a lot of time. So I had to deal with all of that. And there's a lot of traveling involved as well. And then also I'm currently in the process of moving to Texas and, uh, all of that started happening at like literally the same exact time. So my, uh, free time and everything has just been completely chalked. I, I haven't had any. But we're here, and we picked a hell of a week to come back because I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention or not. But the Rams actually made a move yesterday. Maybe you heard about that, Manny. Evening, my friend. First of all, um, strength and prayers. Um, Thank you. Always uh, during these times, man. I mean, it can be just hectic. Um, I also had kind of the same um, a situation happen to my a girlfriend. Um, she lost a family member back home. Um, it's just those things, man, that after like 2020, you're not really immune to like anything. Right. And then it happens and it's like, well, damn, like you've heard of so many, but, um, you know what I mean? It's just, again, you know, it's, wow. It's just, um, it's unexplainable, but it's never easy. Correct. Correct, man. And, um, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It's when it happens, it just feels like sports comes always afterwards. Right. It just becomes, um family first and then after a couple of days or even weeks or even months then you look towards sports because it fills in that void of you just being distracted right and um you know listen i i think what the rams did after the last time we actually had a pod where we previewed the game against the cardinals which they had lost (laughs) it's the only loss they've had all year all year long they go ahead and go on this uh on this crazy crazy um on this crazy winning streak all of a sudden, right? And then you're like, wow. And then all this news with yesterday and then the release of, um, you know, Deshaun Jackson. And it's like, I mean, you know what? It's, you know, I don't remember the exact date, Nick, that the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford, but I did tell you on that pod and I did tell Rams Nation, this move makes me think about Super Bowl or bust. Well, the move yesterday if it didn't tell you Super Bowl or bust, it definitely de- definitely did now. Because now you're left with basically, what, one or two picks in the entire draft, <laughs> upcoming draft, right? So, uh, if- <laughs> Yeah, it's not much. I think it's like four total. But I think yeah. there's some uh, compensatory picks that might get thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Les Need will do his usual flip two of those picks to get four more picks or something. I mean... Yeah, the, so then, the salary cap is is a myth in LA. So so then that's kind of my point. Like you win the Super Bowl, and all of that doesn't even get even talked about. So yeah, let's go ahead and do this already. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all for worry about next year. Next year, I'm all for it. To us, at some point, I don't know if it's going to be 2024, 2025. At some point, the Rams are going to have to pay the check, and it's going to fucking suck because we're not going to have any money and we're not going to have any draft picks, and it's going to be a tough spot to be a Rams fan. But worry about next year, next year, and clearly they are going all in with this move because they've they've seen already, like, 
I don't really think there's a whole lot of contenders in the AFC, honestly. I feel like a lot of the strong competition is in the NFC this year between mm-hmm. uh, what the Cardinals are doing, the Packers are doing, obviously the Bucks. I, I just feel like if you're going to make it to the Super Bowl, you have to – this sounds stupid because they play in the NFC, but you have to beat the NFC. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not worried about – whoever we face in the Super Bowl if we get there, because I honestly feel like the best teams in the NFL are all NFC teams. So this is basically the front office and Stan Kroenke saying, don't say we didn't try because we're literally, we're putting, we're showing all our cards here, nuts on the table, go get it done. Like there's literally no excuses at this point. I mean, what, what could you possibly say if the Rams don't make it? What could you possibly say? Other than maybe uh, a, a referee <laughs> blows a call or something, or if there's like no, a major but injury. Nick, Nick, but this team is too talented to, um, you know, if they end them losing, God forbid, right? They end up losing in any of the playoff rounds, man. But I'm sorry, man. Like, you basically have a loaded team on both sides of the ball. There shouldn't be no excuses on Monday if you don't win. Oh, well, this ref threw a pass interference flag. I'm sorry. Like, this team is too damn talented to me and too and listen they they've been through a lot right so you know a lot of guys on this team they're vets right so it's not about you know you know it's not about making one play it's about making plays it's about making multiple plays von miller doesn't even have to be himself he can be 50% right and that's what makes this defense now so damn lethal. And I think with a quarterback like Matthew Stafford that is able, that's capable of being able to convert third downs now, and him and McVay just look like they have things going. They're actually running the ball. Granted, not for a lot with Henderson, man, but they're actually running the football, right? Um, Coop is still healthy. Woods is still healthy. Um, they're figuring out ways to obviously expand their offense because it was quite clear, right? And they're only lost against Arizona. Um, once you make them one-dimensional and you basically stop all their little gimmicks, which is what the Cardinals did, um, you know, you can beat the Rams. But I think the Cardinals as well, they have things that they kind of shown that they could be beaten. And I think Green Bay went in there, went in there last week and kind of shown the blueprint on, on you know, on how. Um, but this Rams team is too damn talented, man. And, um, you know, you look at this Bucks team, right, the same team that the Rams beat. To me, it was just a well-designed game plan by McVay. He didn't give up on it after the first half. Um, granted, the the, the the player that actually scored the touchdown in the third quarter to break the game wide open is no longer on the team, right, <laughs> of, all, of all things. Um, but no, man, listen, it's Super Bowl of bust, man, but you're totally right. The, the NFC is, you know, whatever team comes out of the NFC, and I'm crossing fingers, it's the Rams. I just don't see them losing to any of the teams in the AFC, right? I don't trust the Chiefs. Yes, the Chiefs won last night, but godly, man. Yeah, like the Chiefs are- Patrick pa- Patrick Mahomes does not look like himself. The wide receivers are not getting spread open like they used to be. They're not running the football effectively. Um, I can't remember an Andy Reid struggle on offense when he was with the Eagles. It, it kind of came in content when McNabb got hurt and stuff, but that was because of injuries, right? The Chiefs are not really injured at key positions, to my knowledge. You still got Kelsey. You still got Hill. Um, you look at the Titans. They just lost their basically their bread and butter, you know? So, yep. what, Ryan Tannehill is going to beat you now, throwing 300 yards to A.J. Brown and, and, and old Julio Jones? No, Titans fans. I'm so sorry. That's not going to work. Buffalo? Mm, when you get Josh Allen off his game, I mean, the Dolphins had a pretty good defensive gaming plan going forward, but they still have a good defense. Now, 
can they play up to that potential um, against one of the NFC teams? I don't think so, right? And then that's it. I can't really think of anybody else. I don't trust Baltimore. I'm sorry. Lamar, I love your athletic ability, you know, your your athleticism. I'm a Florida guy like you, my man. Dude, I, I just don't trust you. <laughs> I just do not trust your team in the playoffs. And that's it, right? There's nobody else. Uh, I think, honestly, the, the, the only team that would worry me at this point in the AFC would be the Bills for me personally. Um, but that's only if. They, we got there. They, well, no, I was going to say only if their offense gets consistent because this year so far their offense hasn't been consistent. I think the league has caught on to their scheme and basically realized if we shut down Stefan Diggs, we basically shut down their offense because now you're asking Josh Allen to not only make every single play, you're also asking a really old by wide receiver standards, Emmanuel Sanders to make plays. You're also asking a old by wide receiver standards, Cole Beasley to make plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really it. They don't have any playmakers on offense aside from And they Josh don't have a they, running game, correct. Yeah. And they don't have a running game unless it's Josh Allen, right? So, so and that's the and that's the worrisome if you're a Bills fan here is like listen, yes, Josh Allen's putting up incredible numbers and he's finding guys wide open, man. But if he's basically your running back, I mean, listen, any solid defense is just gonna commit one more man in, in the box, right? And it just takes one hit. Just yeah. takes one hit for him to get rattled. And I'm sorry, I don't like what is Stefan Diggs gonna all of a sudden escape Ramsey's path? No, right? He's gonna get looked at twice, and that's you know, everybody else is going to get locked down because they don't have a running game. Yeah, I uh, I really was thinking today, uh, because today was the trade deadline. It just passed a couple hours ago. I really thought today that either the Bills or the Ravens were going to make a, a splash move, and I thought they were going to try and trade for Odell because when you think of teams that are just like a player away, the Ravens haven't had a wide receiver since, um, I think, what was his name? Desmond Mason or something? Um, they haven't had a. Uh, I can't I remember. Maybe, Derek maybe Mason? even in Derek Mason, remember. but but how about? Um, I think um, the ex Panther. Um, um, Steve Smith was there for Steve a little Smith. bit. He was there yeah, for a little he, bit, but I mean, I don't no, really but, think of him as a Raven. Like if I hear the name Steve okay. Smith, I think of him as a Panther. Well, see, when I think when I think of Ravens, I think of Stokely and of Shannon Sharp, and that's back in two thousand. So I don't even yeah. know. I just the Ravens don't have a wide receiver. They haven't had one for years, and the Bills all they have is Diggs. So I really was thinking, okay, well today's the day. Someone's gonna make a move. Odell clearly wants to get the hell out of Cleveland, but they didn't pull the trigger. So I really don't fear any of these teams right now in the AFC. Um, getting back to the the Miller trade, in case you guys didn't hear uh, some, of the, some of the ins and outs and the details about the trade, it looks like the Rams kind of fleeced the Broncos, and I don't know if Stan Kroenke, like maybe the uh, owner of the Broncos just owed Stan a favor. I don't really, I don't know, maybe Les had some blackmail on these people because I feel like this is a pretty <laughs> lopsided trade. Um, they got Von Miller for a second-round pick and a third-round pick next year, and the Broncos are also agreeing to pay $9 million of Vaughn's $9.7 million salary. So if to me, if you're getting a player of this caliber for a second and a third, and you're only having to pay him seven hundred dollars of a $9 million salary, I feel like that's kind of lopsided. Some people don't feel that way, but I, me personally, I feel like for a player of that caliber, 
I feel like that's kind of lopsided. And I, I will I will hear the argument that, well, this is a rental because the Rams are only getting him for this season. He's a free agent at the end of the year. I, I agree that 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 could happen. But the team has already said in some um, interviews and some conferences since the trade that they're going to do everything they can to at least bring him back one more year. So I, I'm put, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are going to try and bring him back at least one more year, kind of like what they did with um, Dante Fowler for, I think it was 2018 and 2019. So I personally think this is kind of a lopsided trade. I feel like the Rams totally fleeced the Broncos on this one. Uh, or maybe it's just because I'm a jaded Rams fan and we just trade draft picks so much that I don't care about draft picks anymore. Do you think that this was like a lopsided trade? Do you think this was like fair? What were you, what were your thoughts on the the picks and you know the Broncos kind of covering the salary? On paper, it looks totally lopsided, but then I kind of think about well, the Broncos haven't had any success at single the Super Bowl. Von Miller was a huge part of that, right? Yeah, and they, they haven't had Super Bowl. Exactly, they haven't had winning football since. So maybe they just said, hey, Vaughn, listen, like, we don't want to do wrong by you. Um, you know, if you want to trade, we'll work something out. And I truly feel that's what it was. Um, I, I, I I don't understand any more than that. Um, you know, I would have thought that maybe he would have stayed a Bronco for life. Well, you know, I, you know, when they drafted Chubb, I thought him and Chubb were going to be a team tandem of guys of, you know, just creating havoc in the backfield for years to come in the uh, – AFC West, unfortunately, it the play has been very inconsistent by both. Sometimes both of them can't get on the field, right? <laughs> so it's just, you know, it just it, it just feels like at some point also, like, you know, there's a lot of young players on that side of the ball that their contracts are coming up, right? So it was with, it was like, well, you know, you might stay with us, but there might not be a deal or we can basically trade you. And we're, we're basically fine with whatever we get in return as long as we get something, right? Because then you're going to end up leaving, what was it, next year? Or was it this year, right, from Denver? And the Broncos were going to get nothing, right? So then that's the way that I see it. You know, it was basically a mutual agreement between player and team. And it was like, listen, you won us a Super Bowl. We thank you. You'll be a Bronco for life. But if we're going to get something out of you, it has to be now. Um, and, I, and I think the Rams, listen, I don't know how many picks they had left. But it just feels like they basically want to have say, hey, listen, we got this. You want it? Yes. Okay, here we go. Boom. Yeah. That's it. Right? I, I, Like I said, it could be just because I'm jaded and I'm a Rams fan and we trade picks all the time, so they don't mean anything to me. Um, but I feel like this is a kind of a lopsided trade. But I, I'll, I'll hear the argument if someone wants to go against me and, and argue against. I, I see that side of it, too. But I feel like, like you said, this is a Super Bowl or bust move. And I'm all about it. I'm I would much rather sacrifice a second and a third round pick for if you're going to guarantee me a Super Bowl appearance or guarantee me an NFC championship appearance like you. This game is so fickle and you never know what year you're you're going to be really good and you're going to win the Super Bowl. And then the next year or five years, you, you could be trash. And I, I hate I'm not trying to make fun of you, Manny. I'm just using your team as an example, because you're also an <laughs> Eagles fan. I'm yeah. not trying to be mean, but the Eagles no, won a Super Bowl and they haven't done anything since. And you never know. Yeah. You oh. never know. Like, at it's least just, you got it, your Super Bowl. Like, at least you can look mm -hmm. back and say, hey, man, we won a Super Bowl mm -hmm. and we beat. I can die in uh, peace. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one can take that from me. I won a Super Bowl. No one can take that from me. And you never want to look back and have those regrets. And so. If the Rams are going to make it to the Super Bowl this year, and and hell, if they end up winning it, 
I mean, wouldn't you trade away a second and a third round pick for a Super Bowl title? I mean, listen, I'm not saying that what the Rams did was wrong, but any opportunity that you can add another, another very, very good piece to an already very, very good defensive line, it just bumps up your chances even better, right? I, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know how much Von Miller has left in the tank, but I'm pretty sure you're getting known that he's getting traded to a team that could possibly win another Super Bowl, knowing that you're alongside Aaron Donald. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know like I'm you saying? said, like, he doesn't like, have to like be. Aaron, yeah, you know, he just to has to be 50% Mueller. of himself. That's it. All he yeah. has to do is be 50% of himself. You basically now, Nick, have a, legit, a, a pure, legitimate, third-down pass-rushing tandem. Right, you now basically can say now Jalen Ramsey can cover the best guy on that field, whatever side it is, and let the dogs go hunting, because you know Aaron Donald's going to be looked at. Don't forget about Von Miller, you know. You know, it's just those things. They those are things that now offenses in this season um, are not going to have to be very content to. And maybe this draft, I'm sorry, this this whole this whole move with him going to L.A. You never know what that does to vets, man. Right, I'm not saying that he didn't give his 100 with with the Broncos, but it's moves like this, man, that all of a sudden get you more excited. Right, it, it, it gets you more jolted going to practice. Right, it gets you even more pumped up for games on Sunday. It's, and Sunday, this can be, you know, maybe that extra leadership, right? That maybe this defense kind of needed, you know, as the season progresses down the line. You have a super, you have a legitimate Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP champion that knows what it takes to win in games in crucial situations, right? And there was nobody else on this team that can probably say that but him. And I think it was just an amazing piece with what you gave up, knowing what the pressure is for this season. And again, I'm going to say it again, man. This team has to win the Super Bowl. I, I'm sorry. You don't make these kind of moves and just make it. You have to win it. Yeah. Um, it's – for, for those of you guys that haven't been paying attention to the Broncos this year, you're not missing anything. But uh, Vaughn's played seven games this year. He's recorded four and a half sacks. He's got nine quarterback hits. And he didn't play all of last year because he had an ankle injury. So the most recent season that he completed in full was 2019. He had eight sacks in 15 games. So still playing at a good level. And I, I think we would all agree. He doesn't even have to be Pro Bowl Vaughn Miller. Um, but just in case you don't know enough about his career as a whole, He's got 110 and a half career sacks, 225 quarterback hits, 142 tackles for loss. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler, and he's also been an All-Pro first-teamer three times. So those aren't things they just hand out to people. Uh, the Pro Bowler, the Pro Bowls, you could say is a popularity contest, and I'll agree to that a little bit. But the Pro, the All-Pro teams, they don't hand those out. And he's been on one. He's been on the first team three different times. So. Uh, I would safely say that Von Miller, when he's uh, hanging up the cleats, he's going to probably go into the Hall of Fame. So the the defense now is going to have Aaron Donald, uh, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd on one line, which is ridiculous. This is basically, they're taking like a page out of the Lakers book and they're building a super team in LA. That's just going to be the LA thing is super teams. So I uh, would not to mention, we do have Jalen Ramsey still. So absolutely bananas. This defense is going to be, hopefully um, round into form and, and be the absolute best unit in the NFL. They have no reason not to, honestly. Um, I, I I will agree that the rest of the linebacking core isn't very good, um, but I feel like we have so much talent everywhere else that we don't need to have that many 
you know, super talented starters. Um, just in case you guys haven't been keeping score of all the different trades that Les Snead and Sean McVay have pulled off since uh, becoming a team in 2017, so far just via trade. These are <laughs> these are players they've just acquired via trade. They've gotten Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, Akib Talib, Sony Michelle, Dante Fowler, Kenny Young, Marcus Peters, Sammy Watkins, and Brandon Cooks. That's literally uh, a team (laughs) they've literally acquired like a team just that is a fantasy football team they could probably build (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so clearly this front office uh, and i don't know i don't know what changed between when jeff fisher was the coach and sean McVay was the coach but something changed in the front office um plan their scheme and they just decided at some point Maybe they just realized, hey, we're not good at drafting, so why have all these draft picks? Let's just freaking trade them. Um, and I don't know if that was, you know, Sean saying that. I don't like or, that philosophy, or, but well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't have anything against it, but I don't. I'm just trying to think of what changed because Jeff Fisher left, McVeigh came in, and all of a sudden they're like, you know what, we should do, we should just trade all of our ones and twos and threes and just trade them for proven commodities, which I'm not totally against um, because you're getting proven players like Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller. Like I, that part I'm cool with. If, if they were trading it for like an unknown commodity, I would kind of like be not sold on it. Um, and like I said, at some point, I don't know what year this is going to happen at some point. The other shoe's going to drop. The door's going to hit us in the face, and we're going to suck, and we're not going to have any cap space, and we're not going to have any draft picks. So at some point, we're going to have to pay the bill. But right now, ever since McVay's taken over, we've been one of the best teams in the NFL, and we have a Super Bowl appearance to show for it. Um, So something's working, but it's just funny that pre-Jeff, you know, pre-Sean McVay, when it was Jeff Fisher, this wasn't a thing, but then McVeigh comes in and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? All those draft picks, nah, we don't need them. Um, which I, I would say is is probably for the best because for whatever reason, whoever's in charge, I keep getting different names when it comes to the scouting and drafting for the Rams. I just say Les Snead because he's the GM, so that's his job in my opinion. Um, Les Snead likes to draft either pro bowlers or absolute duds. Um for every Cooper Cup he drafts, there's a two-two Atwell. Um, so I, I, I this this uh, front <laughs> office isn't like the best at drafting players. Um, if you go back and look through Les's uh, draft history, there's been a lot of busts, and people forget the year that Ra- the Rams drafted uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was the second Rams player they took that draft. They drafted an offensive lineman before they took Aaron Donald. So that just goes to show you they thought more highly of the offensive lineman that they drafted and cut already than Aaron Donald. So let's not pretend like the Rams are like super good at drafting because sometimes they're absolutely terrible at it. Um, so I, like I said, I'm not totally against trading draft picks at some point. It's going to bite you in the ass right now. It's okay. We've, we've had some solid draft picks. Cam Akers looks like he's going to be decent. We have Cooper Cup. Um, you know, we, we've got some pieces via the draft, but there's been a lot of duds too. So um, I, I'm not against the trading. 
So the Texans recap, I don't know how much time we're actually going to spend on this. This really wasn't a competitive game, and I don't think anyone thought it was going to be a competitive game. Basically, for three quarters, the Rams just played them like they were a Division II college team, and it, it, it wasn't until garbage time when they actually scored like 22 unanswered points. So pretty impressive win. The Rams are now 7-1, and one, um, and it was their fourth straight win. So maybe us being off the air was like a good luck charm for the Rams. If they lose this Sunday, I'm going to feel really bad. Um, but they're even with the Cardinals now at the top of the NFC West. And I, I think we would agree that the Rams are probably one of the best teams in the NFL. From like the game that you the game against the Texans, it was kind of a blowout. So it's kind of hard to uh, get any you know, big picture positives or negatives, I guess, either way, because it, was, it wasn't a close or competitive game. But was there anything that you took away from the game that you think is a positive, or did you see any negatives? I mean, listen, I am not going to nitpick. Um, I think when, you know, they lost to the Arizona Cardinals, right, and then you looked at the upcoming schedule, you were playing at Seattle, which – Seattle, we kind of knew what their worrisome was, right? So you end up winning that game. Then you go to New York and you beat the Giants. Then you go to play D- Detroit. Now, granted, Detroit was kind of um, not confusing, but it seemed kind of worrisome because obviously with the whole comments with golf and um, Coach Campbell and whatnot, you know. So, um, but of course, it's just funny how golf just ends up throwing the ball away for a pick towards the end, which kind of like secured the win, right, for the Rams. Um, you basically just wanted this team to actually start fast, right? Because last week they did not start fast. They they basically took their time, right? And I guess, listen, we all know it's not every team is, you know, Payne Manning loaded with all these guys on offense and they're going to score up to 28 points per half, right? Um, but it, it felt good, though. The, the positive, I, I, I would say, granted, it's Houston. But listen, you are who, you know, you are who you play on your own schedule. Um, I actually like the way that they started out fast to put points up on the board. Wasn't very happy, though, with the defense. But, again, they could have been calling prevent defense throughout the whole second half. So, yeah. you know, or the whole, like, fourth quarter. I mean, I don't know about yeah. that, but listen, the, right. But important thing is you got the win, no key injuries, you move on, um, and you actually keep up with, with Arizona, right? Because that's the team now that you're chasing um, to get that, you know, win in the whole division. Um, knowing that they lost on Thursday night. And even though you both have the same record, they have the tiebreaker against you, which then, man, listen, that Monday night game at Arizona, man, it's looking more and more and more like that might be the game to decide the division, right? Yep. So you, you have to keep up with them. Um, you know, now whether, you know, some Ram fans want to nitpick, well, you know, we could have ran the ball better. Henderson only had 90 yards. and But listen, but Matthew Stafford has been playing very consistent, man. And, and in the winning streak, that there is basically one game, right, Nick, that he didn't throw for over 300 yards. And that was against the Giants, but he didn't need to, right? Like, you know, so, um, you know, the offense is learning. They're clicking. They're getting more and more comfortable with it. And the defense just added a piece. I don't think it's now is the time to get so – you know, nitpicking, oh, well, let's look at third down. You know, <laughs> let's look at McVay's third down stats. Okay, well, that's that's under 50%. That's not good. Uh, let's look over the turnover margin. Oh, we're a plus four. Oh, we could have been better. Have you seen who we're playing? 
hey, come on. <laughs> like, let's not let's not go ahead and start thinking those things. Listen, you know, you want to be the Bengals, right? And listen, I, you know, I'm I, I'm not afraid to say this. I put money on them to beat the Jets. That didn't go well for me. So, you know, yeah, no. You know, so listen, it's any given Sunday, right? It's any given Sunday. So listen, I'm gonna take this win. You're seven and one. You're tied with Arizona at the top. Um, you know, nobody got hurt. Stafford looked great. You're, you are continuing running the ball with Henderson, right? And that's to, to me is like the main thing. Continue to work on that running game because to me that running game is gonna be like very very key um, in the playoffs on third and short. Um, and God forbid you have to leave SoFi Stadium, right, for an outside game somewhere, you know. But, you know, have, be, being able to keep the defense, you know, off balance is the whole key in this league to, to winning games in crucial moments. So I'm not going to overreact on a third down stat if whatever. So, listen, a yep. win. My – the thing that I was happy to see is when the team traded away Kenny Young, I was like, what the hell are we doing? We we – we don't yeah, have linebackers to trade, um, mm-hmm. but Ernest Jones, who is a rookie this year, they have a lot of confidence in, and I, it was warranted because he had a really good game. He ended up having nine tackles. He had an interception, tackles, and he yeah. had a half sack. So mm-hmm. um, I guess they saw something that we didn't, and that made Kenny Young expendable. Um, so that was what I was happy to see is – Hell, we might have a middle linebacker that could actually be consistent, someone we could count on. Uh, so that was yeah, what I took away. I, I was a little disappointed though in Young because anytime you play behind guys like Aaron Donald and stuff, you would you would think that your linebackers will have more free room uh, to create more plays. But this young rook, he went out there, he took advantage of his snaps, and he actually collected, you know, so much from the tackles to the, to the pick onto the sack and whether you're playing the Texans or you're playing the Bucks, right? Right. Like if you're a young rookie and if you show that you can actually do this, you know, on a consistent basis, you've been doing it throughout practice and you finally do it in a game. I can see why they were fine with it. Right. And I have no issues with that. Now going forward, you want that to grow, right? You want that to evolve. You want that to be something now with you adding Von Miller, man, now we're really expecting this linebacker core, whether your first round pick, undrafted, third, fifth, sixth round, it doesn't matter. Okay. You now have the you have the capability of going out there and actually cheating a little bit, but not cheating too much. Cause you got guys studs up front. And you know that you got Jalen Ramsey covering whoever it is that the offense has on the other side. So this should actually help this young player grow um and also make his job a little bit easier, without question. The uh injury front looks pretty good for the Rams. They um, are going to be getting some key guys back this week, hopefully. Uh, as of right now, Darius Williams, Sebastian Joseph Day, and Andrew Whitworth are slated to come back on Sunday against the Titans, which, man, Titans, that's this is a tough blow because I was really looking forward to playing Tennessee, and I really wanted to see what they got as a team, and I wanted to play them at their best. And the injury to Derrick Henry just isn't going to make that possible. And not only are they having to play the Rams, but like I said, they're getting those three guys back. And also they're going to have to play the Rams with Von Miller. So if you're a Titans fan and just the Titans uh, team, this is really, really bad timing of all weeks to have a primetime game against this team. That's just tough. Um, 
I don't it, think this injury is a part be of the game. Nick. It is a part of the game. Injury is a part of the game, man. I, I, mean, come I on, think this could have been a really good competitive game, and I feel like now it's not going to be a competitive at all, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with because that's a win. I think we're going to win, but I feel like this game could get out of hand for Tennessee kind of quick. We'll see. Well, we need to get healthy for that uh, matchup against Arizona. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna get so like. Oh well, that sucks. Yes, maybe for people that don't, that are not fans of the Rams. But listen, you, you play Tennessee, then you play at San Francisco on Monday Night Football the following week. Okay, those are the two games that now you have on your schedule before your bye week. Because then out of the bye week, and this will say a lot, my friend. You know how we circled the game against the Bucks and saying that this might be something to look to look at down the line. Mm-hmm. Guess who you play coming out of the bye week? On the road, Aaron Rodgers uh, I, and the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I was gonna say I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me. I was gonna mm-hmm. guess Seattle. Nope, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay at Green Bay. Like now it. that, my friend, yeah, and then two weeks later is your matchup against Arizona. It's time to build that confidence, build whatever it is that you want to work on in the next couple of weeks with the bye, and it's time to go on this stretch, my friend, because you got Green Bay, Arizona. Seattle again at Baltimore and you end with San Francisco. So let's yeah, get it. If, if they can go into that by two and oh, that would be huge because they would come out of that by in full blown Super Bowl mode. And mm-hmm. so that would be huge. Absolutely and, huge. And Von Miller would have already played a couple of games to kind of get his, you know, his stuff in there and for us to kind of know what this defense is capable of doing, right? And it's just those things, man. You want to be able to get as many reps, and I don't care who you're playing, right? But it is what it is. Injuries are part of the game. This team just needs to just stay healthy, man, and play consistent ball, which is what they've been doing. Yeah. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get a fun, competitive game on Sunday. But like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. This Titans team has been super up and down, which is weird because they're 6-2. and two. And if you look at a team's record, and you see that they're six and two, that means they're really good, right? But to me, I, I never I don't think they've done anything really that special aside from that they beat the Kansas City Chiefs twenty seven to three. But um that just didn't I don't know, the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs this year. So to me it doesn't really mean much, if that makes any sense. Well, what about the win? against the bills i mean i, I get it right uh josh allen he slipped on fourth down but that yeah. has to be said for something right but it, but again um they started off slow and they had to come from behind and but that was was awful that was that was with also derrick henry now you don't have that threat where you know i'm sorry i'm not putting eight guys in the box for ryan Tannehill. I, I, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doing that, right? This ain't Julio Jones of the prime era in a Falcons uniform, right? Nothing against oh, AJ yeah. Brown, but my friend, AJ Brown is only the lethal when he catches the football in space because of his size. He's like a DK Metcalf, right? If he's not getting it in stride, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I am not. I am not scared. Um, so, but. I guess the Titans also play in the weak division, man. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. I'm actually enjoying seeing the Colts' struggles, man. Carson Wentz, uh, <laughs> that pick six that happened in the fourth quarter. Yes, he tied it, but then he threw another pick in overtime, having a guy wide open. I mean, he, Carson Wentz is making plays like he did for the Eagles, man. And guess what? That's the Eagles' pick as well, and he's going to be playing over 90% of the snaps. So I'm all there for it. <laughs> yeah, Carson Wentz is 
is <laughs> I don't I don't get it, but he's done. Um, just looking at their schedule because, like you said, I mean, you are who you play. The Titans lost Week One to the Cardinals, and it wasn't even close. It was thirty-eight to thirteen. Then the next week they beat Seattle, but it was in overtime, so they beat Seattle by three. Then they beat the Colts, who we would all agree are not a good team. Then the next week they lost to the Jets in overtime, which we would all agree the Jets are terrible. Then they stomped on the Jaguars, which everyone does. Then they had a three-point win against the Bills. Then they totally beat the Chiefs, like we know we we twenty-seven to three. I mean they destroyed them. And then they just beat the Colts again, but again that was in overtime by three. So it's like this team is like they're beating teams that they should, and then they're also barely winning against everybody else. So it's just they're a weird 6-2 and two team. I don't have a lot of confidence in them, and now that they their whole identity, Derrick Henry is going to be gone for probably the whole rest of the regular season. Um, it's it's going to be tough. Um, if this was the Titans of last year, like the way Tannehill was playing last year, I, I would feel like they probably would have a good shot. But Tannehill this year has been just kind of a different guy. He's looked more like the Dolphins' Tannehill than last year's Tannehill. So, ooh, don't yeah. tell that to Dolphins fans right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say to Dolphins fans. By the way, Nick, um, you'd be proud of me. Um, I actually returned to the Tua jersey. <laughs> oh, look at you! Damn. Yeah, man. Um, listen. Yep. It's it's not it's not Tua's fault, but he's stuck with a bad organization, man, and he's not gonna pan out here. He might do well somewhere else, man, but Jesus, man, the way that they listen, the Miami Dolphins made this into a, such a circus that it took until the trading deadline day for their owner to come out and say, "Listen, yes, we spoke to Watson last night. Yes, there was talks, but no, we're not gonna do it." But then Adam Schefter tweets to be continued, and then he deletes it. Well, that's telling me that in the off season it's gonna happen. I'm like, you know, so I'm like, hey, let me return this before I can. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not gonna be as forgiving because I don't think Tua has, <laughs> I, I've said since day one. I, I know, I, I know. don't think Tua has it. I don't think he ever will. But you know, I genuinely will say though, I feel bad for Dolphins fans because they had a really good team, like. On the defensive side, not so much offensive side, but defensively, they have some really good playmakers. And last year, they were really good. And this year, the expectations were there because Tom Brady's not in New England and it's your division. You just have to compete with Buffalo. And they just haven't done anything. It hasn't been pretty at all. Um, I can't even think of a bright spot, honestly. Um, I think the, the, <laughs> it's been a just... I think if you ask most fans who the most disappointing team this year is... I feel like it's got to be the Dolphins. They have to be the most disappointing team in the entire league. So. But in, but but in all honesty, like, I think the Dolphins are that team that people want to pick as probably that's going to be the most surprisingly positive. But it never really ends up being that way. And it hasn't been that way in such a long time. Um, it's just – it's so Dolphin-esque, right? Um, you you kind of look at you know the teams around the league that have a young quarterback, right? And you look at Joe Burrow, how he's been able to come back from an injury and look great. Um, Josh Allen keeps evolving, but what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, right? He looks like he's just all over the place because his, his guys can't just be um, his guys can't play on a consistent level anymore. And then you guys 
then you have guys like Tom Brady at his age. He might be able to catch up to Peyton Manning's touchdown record. Like, what, what the hell's going on here with the quarterback position? You know, and then again, I feel I feel bad for golf, man. I and I'm and I'm gonna keep saying this. I said it the day we did the emergency pod with with you know with Matthew coming um onto the Rams. But Goff wasn't, you know, he was thrown into this, man. And now he has to play for a bad franchise that they played. They decided to pick the Eagles game out of all the weeks to play their worst football in over in a long time. Like at some point, I'm driving back from Orlando and I'm looking at the score and it's telling me 38 to nothing. What the hell's going on? You know what I'm saying? And as, and as much as I want to get excited, as an, as an Eagles fan, you got to look at the competition and be like, okay, no. At least we know the Eagles are not the worst team in the league. But Detroit, my goodness, man. Again, I, I, I feel bad for golf. I don't know if you feel the same. Um, you know, nobody asked him to become the first-round pick, right? Yep. I mean, I didn't think he was a first-round pick coming out of Cal. But sometimes, hey, you – you know, you can't really ask to where you want to go. You just have to put up and perform because you're paying millions. I don't see Goff, though, as a Lions quarterback um, anywhere near after this season. I, I do feel bad for him because I, I I didn't think he was – I think he got more blame than he deserved. I didn't – obviously he wasn't, uh, he wasn't a pro bowler. He wasn't like the perennial all-star. But he got way more blame than he probably should have. Um, but, yeah, it, it's tough to go – especially when you go from being on a team in LA, you were in a Super Bowl a couple years ago and now you're in Detroit. So that's tough. Um, in case you guys were wondering um, like the, what the rushing stats look like for the Titans and what these numbers are, Derrick Henry is their offense and he is their running game. Derrick Henry mm -hmm. has 219 rushing attempts. Remember we're only through what week, week eight, and that's not even we're not even halfway through now because they added another regular season game. We're not even halfway through the season and he already has over 200 attempts and he has 937 yards. He almost has a thousand yards rushing and we're not even through halfway point. OK, so he has 219 attempts and the next closest person to him in attempts is the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, and he has 23. The next <laughs> running back on their list is Jeremy McNichols, who has seven Jeremy McNichols, who is his primary backup, has seven rushing attempts on the entire year. Derrick Henry has 219. So this this Titans offense is going to have to have a serious talk with itself, look itself in the mirror, and figure out what the hell they want to be the rest of the regular season because they ain't Derrick Henry ain't walking through that door anytime soon, um, if at I, all, the rest of this year. I I am surprised that they didn't try to go for a running back in this um um a trading. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not not to nitpick on the team that I root for, but Jordan Howard looked spectacular. Like he's been on the damn bench for almost the whole season since he signed, and he came out there on Sunday with a vengeance, right? And when you look at Howard, you you kind of look at not saying not comparing him to Henry, but kind of the same size, same mentality, go forward, very patient once he goes past five yards to to see you know where he goes. I'm surprised Tennessee was just, wasn't at least a little bit more active on the offensive side because if they think they could win with Ryan Tannehill and these wideouts, I think they're huge. They're in for a big surprise because their defense cannot um, be on that field for a long period of time um, if their offense keeps going three and out. I don't see how they survive in the playoffs like that at all. 
And they, for, for those that didn't hear, um, they, I guess, tried. I, I don't know what that means. I, I saw somewhere on Twitter that they tried in the trade market. I don't know who so they, they tried actually for. called somebody then. Yeah, basically. I don't know. That's, I don't yeah, know who they I mean. tried for, but apparently they tried. But they did sign Adrian Peterson, so um, <laughs> I don't know how much left he's going to have in the tank. But if they only need him for the rest of the regular season, and if somehow Derrick Henry can come back for the playoffs, then you know maybe if you're only asking Adrian Peterson to be Adrian Peterson for you know eight weeks, maybe you'll be okay. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be tough on Sunday because I don't even know if he's going to have a chance to play because I don't know if he'll, you know, have the playbook or the calls. I don't know. We'll Mm see. I'm no doctor, man. But when you're a running back and you've had foot surgery and you're that size, it's hard for me to believe, man, that he's going to come back 100 percent if he comes back. I'm not I'm not saying he won't. But a running back of that caliber size and speed that weighs that much and you just had foot surgery. Oh, man. I mean. I don't know if you're able to come back in three, four months. Yeah, apparently I've never heard of a Jones fracture before, but apparently that's the injury that Derrick Henry suffered. But I guess it's a break in the pinky portion of your foot. It's like the mm. metatarsal of your pinky. Um, and you need that to cut too. Yeah, and so if you just kind of like stand up or even if you have your foot on the ground, if you go and like rotate your ankle or rotate your foot and even just – mimic a cutting motion or a juking motion or like going to like a sprint that's a lot of pressure i mean especially Mm -hmm. for someone as big as derrick henry that's a lot of pressure so i feel like between the surgery and the recovery time it's going to be asking an awful lot for him to come back and be the derrick henry that we know so and it might be a little reckless on the titans behavior uh, or the titans front office to ask him like Hey, I know you just had this surgery. We 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 made this wild card spot. We could really use you on Sunday. Like that's kind of reckless too, because now you're kind of messing with his future. Um, so I don't I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But um, I, I certainly don't expect him back anytime soon. So we'll see. Tough break for them. Um, I think that's really all we've got. Uh, I, I You mentioned it earlier, and I'd kind of put it at the bottom of my notes because that's kind of how I view it. It's not really <laughs> that important. But uh, the, the Rams weren't able to find a trade partner for Deshaun Jackson. Um, apparently, they had mutually agreed to seek a trade, but obviously no one wanted to trade for him. So the Rams mm-hmm. waived him this afternoon. So he'll be a free agent. I don't know who's going to sign him. I'm sure someone will take a flyer on him. But this doesn't come as a surprise to me. I doubt it comes as a surprise to you. I know when this move was announced, I think the general consensus for all of us was why? Because two years ago we drafted Van Jefferson. And at that point we were kind of like, uh, we don't really need a wide receiver, but okay. And then this past draft, what did we do? We drafted another wide receiver who by the way, hasn't done anything this year. And he's also hurt and he's going to go on injured reserve. Um, And then they were like, you know what? I know we drafted a couple of wide receivers. No, we need another wide receiver. So they signed Deshaun Jackson. It just didn't make any sense. And he wasn't getting any playing time. Made some big plays, but there was just no playing time. There's no rotation for him to get in. So the team just kind of cut bait and said, all right, have fun. Good luck. Thanks for being a Ram for a couple of weeks. Here was my two cents of it all. Yes, I questioned another wide receiver, but I also didn't know that he 
actually brought something different than all the other guys did when he was healthy, right? And that, to me, was to be able to stretch the field. And at this time of his career, man, has never won a playoff game, never been to a Super Bowl. I've seen that his argument was that in his contract, he would get certain incentives if he was at least at 50% playing time. And he's not even close to that. He only has eight catches. But my thing is, man, like you can be, you, you are basically a vet now. Why not stick it out? Right. You're on a great team. You've, you've never won anything in this league. Yeah. Okay. Cup and Woods. It's great that they're healthy, but no offense, Nick. They're not, they're not prone to telling you that they're going to stay healthy for a full season. Like, yeah, wait your shot. We just like, got done talking what, about What's Derek the rush Henry. of you wanting to leave? Like, what's the what's the issue with you wanting, wanting to leave, man? It's just, you know, it's just it bugs me because this guy was drafted by my favorite team. I saw him grow. He had character issues, unfortunately. He's been in Washington. He's been in Tampa Bay. He came back to Philly a couple years back. They all said to us that, he listen, he's changed. Clearly, he hasn't. He hasn't matured. And yeah, that's okay. sad, man, because I don't know about you, Nick, but if I'm a wide receiver in this league and I haven't won anything yet and I have a great opportunity and I see the guys ahead of me, listen, I would just be my man on the bench and you'd be like, hey, listen, like, I'm going to do what they ask of me and stuff. But guess what? Not every player is like that, right? And it's hard for me to believe, to try to think Deshaun Jackson will ever be a guy to go to Robert Woods. Hey, you could have cut like this or, or like cup, a cup. You should have done this better. Right. It's hard for me to believe that Deshaun Jackson has changed because he's always been that type of guy. It's like it's either you throw the ball to me, you focus on me. And if you don't, I'm just going to basically not care. And to me, I'm pretty damn sure, Nick, that in practice, it was starting to be a distraction without question. Yeah. And it's sad, man, because I, I I really thought he was going to work out. here, Even if he didn't put stuff on, on the field. But to be able to have that experience and to be able to count on a player that just in case somebody gets hurt and he can do other things different. Like I thought the Tampa Bay game was the reason why you went out and got a player like that. You don't have a guy like that now. Right? Yeah. It, so but yeah, it's just, I, man, it just bugs me, man. It bugs me. I don't think anyone would confuse Deshaun Jackson for being a team player. It's just never been his thing. Um, it, that's my thing, right, too. Because, again, I'm trying to, you know, I remember him at Cal, right? It was like, it was showboat Deshaun Jackson. It's, it was me. And when he was an Eagle, it was the same thing. You know, McNabb was able to calm him down a little bit. Hey, listen, young Rook, right? You're, you know, if you're going to be doing all these dancing things, if you're going to head into the end zone and drop the football at the one, like you, like he did his rookie season against Dallas and think that this whole league is about showboat, you're wrong. And that's the part that's frustrating, man. I would think that this opportunity that came off, he could finally actually win something and just stick with it, man. But hey, Deshaun Jackson is Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, and we, we just he's got, never going to change. So just got done and, talking and about... this team does not need this type of um, player, though, either, right? No, so. no. And um, I think that's why it was mutually agreed upon. And like we were just talking about, Derrick Henry, it only takes one play and someone could be out for the rest of the year. And especially at, at a position like wide receiver, it's ankles, hamstrings, ACLs, like Woods or Cup or Van Jefferson could go down on Sunday. And then then what? Well, it would be cool if we could be like, hey, Deshaun, here's all this playing time that you've been asking for. But 
I don't know where he's going to go now. I mean, maybe Baltimore decides to pick him up and take a flyer on him, or maybe Cleveland decides to pick him up. And I, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like I, if it were me, you're getting paid the money. You're, you've already made a lot of money in your career. Don't you just want to be on a good team at this point and c- contribute and maybe win a title? I don't know. Um, but my my only thing was, you know, hey, maybe we signed him to be our return guy because our special teams and return game sucks. Well, they never used him in that. So that didn't pan out. And then, like we've been saying ever since we got rid of Brandon Cooks, we need a guy to stretch the field because we don't have one. And then early in the season, it looked like they were going to kind of use him in that role. And it was kind of cool. But then, like you said, the Bucks game happened. And then after that, they really didn't do anything with him again. So I don't know if Sean just kind of didn't like the way the offense was trending and he was like, nah, I don't want to go that way. I'd rather do this, this or that. I don't know, but it looked kind of promising at the start of the year. Cause it looked like he was going to be our home run hitter, but uh, it just didn't pan out. So I don't know. Another one bites the dust, I guess. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me next, this uh, 2023 or 2022 draft, uh, you know, Less needs going to be like, you know what we need, guys? We need another wide receiver, and they'll draft another one. <laughs> won't surprise me at all. We need another wide receiver. How many picks do we have left? Should we trade them for that one? <laughs> yeah, so it won't surprise me at all if our, our first pick in the draft, they're like, yep, we need another wide receiver. That's what we need. Um, By the way, um, Nick, before we log off, man, um, uh, our prayers to the family affected by this um, Henry Ruggs um, terrible accident um that we found out today again i i'm gonna just be real quick you you it's just it, it bothers me to the core because i was witness to a dante stallworth accident back in 09 that happened here in miami um it, you make millions man you have, you have plenty of options to get home okay you, come on this just it's just it's it's dumb it's stupid it's ridiculous i Again, it's hard for me to try to understand Ruggs's mentality, his, his, his thought process throughout this whole thing that happened last night. But, you know, drinking and driving, again, you have so many options available to you, man. Why do that to you? Your career's probably over. You've taken a life. You know? Yeah, it's you sad. You can't really come back from that. You can't come back from that, man. It's just these these young players, man. They they have all the talent in the world. They make millions of dollars, and they go out there and just make boneheaded, just make boneheaded, you know, mistakes yeah. and decisions that cost them theirs, man. And now, what's gonna happen now? Right? Like the Raiders are probably they're gonna cut them, which they should. You know, they just went through a whole fiasco with John Gruden. Do you think they want to have a whole fiasco with rugs? Absolutely not. And now this young man's life is going to be basically done because he made a bonehead decision. And it's just, man, man, you have all these options in front of you. Like I keep saying man. I just don't, I don't understand these, these young players, man. I just don't. Yeah. This happened. Um, this is kind of the, uh, the release that the um, Las Vegas police department released. So, on November 2nd at approximately 3.39 a.m., the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department responded to a traffic collision near the intersection of South Rainbow Boulevard and South Spring Valley Parkway. 
involving a Chevrolet Corvette and a Toyota RAV4. Responding officers located the Toyota on fire. Fire department personnel responded and located a deceased victim inside the Toyota. The preliminary investigation indicates that the front of the Chevrolet collided with the rear of the Toyota. The driver of the Chevrolet, identified as 22-year-old Henry Ruggs III, remained on scene and showed signs of impairment. He was transported to UMC Hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Ruggs will be charged with DUI resulting in death. So, serious, serious stuff. Um, I don't know where this is going to go, obviously, for for Ruggs and his career, but you got to think there's going to be lawsuits. Um, there's going to be... You know, a, a lot of teams are going to be very uh, leery to sign him or even give him a try uh, because then they're going to have to answer all the questions that come with signing him. So and like you said, he's a really young, talented guy and you're making all that money. And also, it's it's hard to make the argument nowadays that you can't afford an Uber or a Lyft or something or find one, especially Absolutely. when you're a million dollar athlete living in Las Vegas, you can't tell me that you couldn't just get an Uber or something like it doesn't make any sense, man. It just doesn't. Yeah, so man. yeah, that's, that's tough. That's a really tough scene. Um, well, sorry. I went that route, man. I just wanted to, you know, I just let it known real quick, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's sad, right? Because when things like this happen to young players of his caliber, you really just want to think about man has like did this young man have you know all the right voices in his head on on you know be you know be careful be an adult there's other people out there you know it's just <sighs> granted right i don't make millions of dollars um i don't just have a job on sundays and <laughs> it's just some people just don't know how to take advantage of the situation that they've been given man and you see something like this that took a life right and, you know, there are certain people that might say, well, what was that other individual doing out so late? That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. This man got behind the wheel. That's it. Game over. No matter what time it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's that's going to be a storyline to watch the rest of this week and probably next week as well. Tough, Listen, tough I would love to get Aaron's perspective. I know he's not with us. Um, I'm still trying to figure out when he's on, on the pod if his other fans actually come and uh, listen to us. Um, but I hope that we have him on next week because he's a Raiders fan, man. And he's been through a lot already yeah. <laughs> with all these stuff with Gruden and now Ruggs. Yeah, um, you know, we, I can't uh, wait. When we get him on, we have to ask him about all that because all that happened during our, you know, break. So going to have to ask him like, hey, what were your thoughts on the Gruden thing? OK, now what were your thoughts on the rugs thing? So, yeah, it's been a, a weird year to be a Raiders fan because all this stuff has been happening outside of the football facility, inside the facility, on the field. The Raiders have been a decent team. They're not playing bad. You know, they could be a contender this year to make the playoffs and maybe make some noise, make a run. So the team itself, not bad. But everything outside the facility is kind of a, a distraction, and there's a lot of stuff going on. So a weird year to be a Raiders fan. Um, thanks again, as always, guys. We really appreciate you listening and putting up with our breaks that we take that somehow always end up being like four weeks. Um, but we appreciate you hanging in there with us and listening. And, uh, you know, hopefully, God forbid, something happens 
between now and next week, but hopefully next week we'll be back and we'll be talking about our big win for the Rams over the Titans. Thanks, guys.